Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. One of the most difficult things to consider and talk about is the vicious violence that's been carried out by members of the Russian military in Ukraine. Millions of people around the world have seen the images of uh, people left in the streets in uh, Bucha, just north of Kiev. And the question is, will these Russians ever see the inside of a courtroom, like the International Court, facing war crimes and uh, genocide charges? Remember, the Canadian Parliament on Wednesday voted unanimously to declare Russia to be guilty of genocide in its attack on Ukraine. With us is uh, Dmitry Koval. From uh, he joins us from Kiev. He's a genocide and war crimes investigator with Truth Hounds, and uh, he has a PhD in international law from Kiev University. So it's Dr. Koval. Dr. Koval, good to speak with you again, Dmitry. We do it on a first name basis in email, so we'll do it on a first name basis on the air. The response and the reaction that you're hearing in uh, in your circles to Canada, the Canadian Parliament unanimously declaring. Russia to be guilty of genocide. What have you heard? Uh, we heard uh, this, of course. Uh, we are following the news uh, from, uh, the, from from Canada and the U.S. actually, and it was the Ukraine who um, uh, adopted the declaration first. So our parliament vo- uh, voted for the declaration on the genocide, and later on. Canada and the United States joined with their assessment of the situation. So we very much. Uh, um we, 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 we really uh, glad that uh, our partners supported us with the um, qualification of what is happening in Ukraine as a genocide because our belief our strong belief is that it's indeed amounts to genocide. So what we're seeing on the ground and it is difficult to see and, and we're just seeing it in images that appear on our screens or on paper in front of us, but you're seeing it in front of you, real time, you're seeing what actually took place. Yes, how horrible is it? Let's have a, let me get a sense from you how horrific it is for you to see what's been done to your people. It's absolutely horrific. Um, what what uh, probably um, this disappoints the most is that it's not just uh, the Russian military uh, leadership or Russian political leadership uh, who commits those crimes. Those are regular Russian soldiers, regular combatants, regular uh, members of uh, Russian army who actually engages in, uh, in horrific crimes like rape, like torture, killing of civilians. Uh, killings of civilians just because they speak Ukrainian or belongs to the Ukrainian state or have this affiliation, this loyalty towards Ukraine. And that's why they are being tortured and killed. So uh, what actually disappoints me uh, as a a human is that uh, just regular Russians, regular people from our biggest neighbor engage in this type of crimes and criminal behavior. Yeah. Yeah, you say said correctly, neighbors. These are people who are supposedly many many Ukrainians speak Russian, and so you're supposed to have a, a relationship. And for them to behave as they are, 
is absolutely abominable. How much investigating is being done on an official level, investigating that may be useful as far as evidence is concerned before an international court? And do you ever expect to see any Russians responsible for these actions to actually appear before an international court facing criminal charges? Uh, first of all, there are many investigations right now going on in Ukraine. Um, I would say that there are three major um, streams of investigation. The first would be the investigation uh, under the auspice of Ukrainian prosecutors. Uh, those investiga- investigations are being done for uh, the you know, processes for the cases uh, in Ukrainian courts. Then there is the investigation under the auspice of uh, International Criminal Court. Uh, the investigator, the experts from the ICC uh, are uh, around uh, uh, major crime scenes in Ukraine uh, since the middle of March, I would say. And also there is a third stream, which is represented by the non-governmental organizations. The non-governmental organizations complement the efforts of the state and the international community embodied in the International Criminal Court. And they um, interview uh, people who were missed by other two instances. They uh, speak to witnesses who escaped the uh, besieged cities and villages. Uh, so they kind of complement the, the efforts of other two uh, major actors. And as for your uh, sec- second question about the um, uh, perpetrators uh, being uh, uh, um, judged uh, in the courtroom, being uh, present in the courtroom, um, I, I'm, I'm quite positive about that. i also realistic, so I don't think that all of the perpetrators, all of the commanders of the units who participated in commission of the crimes will be held accountable by the reputable international or national court. But I also know that uh, it's unavoidable that at least some uh, or even significant portion of those who are responsible for the, for the grave breaches of international law in Ukraine would be held accountable and they would stand the court either in Ukraine or in some other country or even the International Criminal Court. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 